So, sometimes you just look at some goals and be like, wow, wow. Rico Star versus England, you know, 2000. That was a marvelous goal. Uh, I can't even, I can't even, I can't phantom it. For, for schools and, and Beckham were the pretenders on that day <laughs> before before Portugal came back and defeated them. Um, anyways, it's the best show in the whole of the universe. It's new since that's our sport. We know our onions, take it or leave it. You have to love us. You have to love us because if you don't, you're on your own. Um, we're airing live on a band radio scope, of course, on a YouTube channel, on Spotify, and of course, Apple Podcast. This is the most amazing show. I have Oracle one, two, three with me. Remember when she did last season? Um, Real Madrid versus um, Real Madrid versus PSG, calling her greatly. Kachi has been Oracle forever. And um, if there's supposed, if there's a sporting god, um, I will, I will, I will say Allah is a sporting god. Um, I'll allow you guys to introduce yourself. I've hyped you enough. I'm pretty sure your your ears are sw- are swollen right now. But I'll start with you, Kachi. Introduce yourself, please. Sports fans, always, always a beautiful opportunity and privilege to be here discussing sports with you. Uh, the city of Montreal, welcome back uh, fans and particip- participants of Formula One. After a two-year hiatus, uh, Max Verstappen still dominating, but it was also very nice to see Lewis Hamilton on the podium again. Um, all this we will discuss. Plus, is this the end of Jason Tatum? Let's find out. Oh, come on, man! It's just twenty-four years old. <laughs> uh, but Ali, <laughs> yeah, good evening, um, good day, sporting fans around the world. It's been an interesting week in the NBA. A uh, couple of years back, after um, after uh, Kevin Durant decided to uh, pack his bags away from Auckland and take his talent to New York with a uh, problem with a Thompson injury, many people, most people, including myself probably felt that should be the end of the Golden State title uh, talent. But uh, for, for a well-run organization, for an organization that knows what they are doing, coupled with their big three, always staying grounded, uh, they came back and they proved, every, everybody, they proved everybody's wrong. And now they've won their fourth title in eight years. And that is a dynasty in the LeBron James era. I, for me, I think that's the biggest takeaway from this NBA final. All right, perfect. Um, Shay. Looks like Shay is frozen for you. Yeah, hello, here. everyone. Okay. Uh, Go ahead, Shay, please. Hello, hello everyone. Uh, out. And I'll just uh, like to. Uh, welcome everyone and hopefully you enjoy the discussions uh for today welcome all right perfect um we're gonna start from the nba finals and um i know someone here on this seat that said of course he was so sure that the, the champions were going to come from the east you could have i could have, I could have been a proud owner of a house in quebec right now in Montreal, Canada, <laughs> if, if I'm a bot, if I'm a basic guy, but of course, it looks like it looks like uh, the Golden State Warriors. But like Kachi Wally say, you can always you can only beat you can only defeat the team right in front of you. But for me, the Celtics played the NBA final before the NBA finals, going through sweeping nets, the Brooklyn Nets sweeping them. But the biggest, the biggest uh, aim for 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 the Celtics was a game against the box, the box. This guy took away so much from them, physically, emotionally, psychologically. And of course, they had to do it against the Heat as well. And facing an undefendable um, Steph Curry in his element, Demar Green being the emotional leader <laughs> and of course Andrew Wiggins coming to the party you know um Gary Payton that used to play in the G G League to come into the party showed 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 what harmony could mean in a team and um Olali always say it is a sports team no but you can't do it all by yourself Steph was not the best in game five I think game six 
or game five. Game five. Game five. Game five. Game five was five. also yeah, wasn't the best in game five up until apart from the job, the forty three or forty eight points he had in game four. You know, but overall, Kachi, I'm going to start with you, and I'm going to start from where we ended before the show. Who do you think will most likely come back into an NBA final between these two teams? Uh, thanks, Debo. First of all, let me congratulate the Golden State Warriors on uh, a well-deserved NBA playoff run, culminating in their fourth championship in eight years, uh, six finals within that time span as well. Um, before we get into that, I need to co- qualify this by saying I do not think this was the most talented Golden State Warriors team. But I thought this is, uh, this was the best Golden State Warriors team in the sense that every single person played their role to a T. You know, no one, um, and I think that's really what affected the, the Celtics. I think it got to a point between Jalen Brown and, and uh, Jason Tatum, the, 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 the lights and the bright lights of finals MVP got to their head and they stopped moving the ball around and played almost 25-27% of ISO, food, ISO ball against that stout defense. Um, but that aside, now to your question, um, I sincerely believe that the Warriors are more likely um, to come get back to the finals than the Celtics. And uh, allow me this very reason. Two, two main things. Um, we the supposed best team in the West right now, we do not know what they are, how they will look like next year. And I'm talking of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, CP3 is in his dying, dying member of his career. I don't think he can bring that uh, consistency over a stretch of 82 games in the regular season and 16 games in the NBA playoff, to, which will culminate in a win. Devin Booker is a star, but not a superstar. So it, it, things need to change in, in Phoenix. Um, the, 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 the LA Clippers, will we ever see a healthy LA Clippers that will ultimately show us what they can potentially do? And that is challenge for the championship. The Lakers, yes, they have a new coach in Derwinham, but how will that team be? Especially hearing from an Anthony Davis that said, oh, he hasn't touched or shot a basketball since 5th of April. I don't, I thought that was very stupid of him to say, uh, but it also tells me that certain things need to change in the Lakers. In the, in the Lakers. All these, these are probably the major players in the West. And all these have shown that there are flawed teams in the West. So right now, a potential, the probably the biggest uh, threat to the West is the Dallas Mavericks, who just recently uh, traded Boban and signed a new center. And a young, currently maturing team in the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, on the Memphis Grizzlies, sorry, not the Timberwolves, in the Memphis Grizzlies. I heard all the talk between Ja Morant and uh, Draymond Green saying they want Grizzlies uh, versus uh, Warriors as one of the Christmas Day basketball schedules. We'll see if the NBA will give us that that, uh, that game for Christmas. Now, all this I've said to let you know that right now it is probably harder to get to the final in the East than it is to get to the okay. finals in the okay. West. Makes sense. Makes it sense. Is, yeah. It is harder. It, 100%. You, we, will, we, we will not say this two, three years ago. Everybody knew the Western Conference was a tougher conference. But the Eastern Conference is tougher now. The Celtics probably will not make the final if there was a healthy Chris Middleton with, at the Milwaukee Bucks. Because that was 22, 23 points a game oh. injured that the Milwaukee Bucks totally missed. And then an Eric Spostra's team will always be aggressive. They will play hard. They will play tough. Those are two, two very good teams. And we have not talked about the misfunctioning Brooklyn Nets. What be becomes of best? will be very motivated next year. Exactly. They have what becomes of Ben Simmons? If Ben Simmons returns and the Brooklyn Nets lock in 
speaking into the the, the, the desire to win a chip, especially a, a, a motivated Kevin Durant, then it tells me the Celtics have to go through the Nets, the, 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 the 76ers, the Bucks, and the Heat. That's why I believe the Warriors are more likely to get to the finals before uh, the Celtics. The Celtics can do it. All right, perfect. Yeah. Thank you very much. That was wonderful. And of course, Olali, um, what about you? What do you think? I think Kachi has probably did a very proper analysis of this. I think there are too many uncertainty in the, in the West. Like you said, we don't know. For me, I think their biggest challenge uh, for the Warriors next year is going to likely be the Grizzlies. Are the Grizzlies going to be a bit more mature than they have this year? Can Jamora himself stay healthy? He needs to a bit modify his game. It is not every time you have to go for all those crazy dunks. I think they Dunks. need a little bit of they need to be a little bit of what do you call it maturity that has to. But, uh, apart from them, I think the other thing is my daddy look at is the clippers. But the clippers, we don't even know the kind of violino we are going to get. And we don't know the kind of for George. If the clippers can be LD and they can be injury free, yes, but just like Kachi said, too many things with a lot of uncertainty. It's early days. A lot of movements is going to happen through free agency, trading, a lot that will probably still shape the way next season is going to go. But as based on the information that is available to us today, I think it will be more difficult for the Boston Celtics to get to the final than the Warriors. And because the Boston Celtics, they need to answer some bit of questions in the offseason. What would they what are they going to do to Marcus Man? For all his defensive ability. His aggressiveness he is not the ideal playmaker for, for what do you call it, the ideal point guard for that team. One of the main problems they had in this final is turnover. In fact, not in this final. One of the main problems they had in this final is the, what do you call it, uh, it's turnover. Uh, Jason Tatum recorded a record 100 oh, turnovers throughout the whole NBA series. And oh. the, only, the reason why this it, the reason why this happened, the next person to him in the whole league is his teammate, uh, what do you call it, Jalen Brown. Which means both these two players have the balls in their hand most times and they are not the best, they don't have the best handles when it comes to handling the ball and they are not really the best decision makers in terms of playmaking. So, that goes back to Smart. Smart doesn't give them when you have a true, a, a true essential point guard, let me say somebody like Raja Rondo, a Chris Paul, what they do is they make it very much, much easier for the superstar to score. They give them the ball where they want it. They don't give them, they don't put the burden of them handling the ball from the backcourt, bringing the ball forward. So, they need to do something about that. They need, for them to even have a very good chance, they need to solve their point guard issue because it was a big problem for them throughout this playoff season. It exposed their two stars because they were expected to do a lot of carrying the ball from the back to the front court and they are not the best in terms of handling the ball. They are not the best in terms of making decisions for all that and that only exposed them and they turned the ball over a couple of times. So, okay. if something that one is not even a guarantee or at least that should be the starting point. For them. All right. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for that. Based on what Olawale said. Okay, go ahead, please. Go ahead. Olawale, based on that Marcus Smart issue, what do you think the Celtics should do with their Dennis Schroeder problem? Let's let's not forget that Schroeder is still in the books of the Celtics, even though he fumbled the bag with the Lakers. If they have the Dennis Schroeder and they do a one-two counterpunch with Marcus Smart and Schroeder alternating them, do you think that begins to solve their problem? It's cool because the Schroeder is not even a terrible defender on itself. It's not like it's, it's not player. right. I think you could have given them because if you are looking at guys in terms of playmaking, I think Dennis Schroeder is a very very good playmaker. Exactly. He, he might not be that point guard that gives you the point as a scoring, but. He can spread the floor very well. He can get guys easy basket, which I I was even surprised the way they let him go because 
he was people playing very well at the beginning of the season, even though the team as a whole were not really playing well. So mm-hmm. they need to do something critically about if you if you if you could report very well when Isaiah Thomas was there, even when Kyrie was uh, was there, smart most times comes from the bench. And most mm-hmm. times played as the two guard, not as the point Yes, guard. not as the PG. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thank right. you so much, David, for allowing that. Oh, no problem. Thank you very much, um, Kachi. Okay, so for me, I think the Celtics have a good chance to, to get to the NBA Finals. Um, I know they have a more difficult, more difficult um, conference to play in, but they still have the chance. They can only improve. And from what we see this season, or what we've seen this season, they, there's going to be improvement. If they can improve on what they do, uh, or what they've done so far, get a couple of moves in and out, get the dead, 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 um, dead boots off, getting some smart and good, good players. I think they are good. They are good for it. I think they are good for it. My only problem is who do they replace? Who would they have to replace Al Alford with? Because I don't think he's going to be there for. He can't be there for so long, right? And a couple, coupled with other situations that they have potentially in the offseason. Anyways, um, go, moving forward to other things, we see Steph Curry winning the MVP in the NBA final for the first time. Uh, all Terry get put the ring put the ring on it he got the ring on it for for mb for championship right now and uh you you begin to wonder how do you rate steph in in the grand scheme of things looking at all the point guys that played in nba history we're not even talking about present guys if i talk about the present guys of course it's numero uno but looking at all the point guys including Mac- uh, magic johnson how would you rate steph curry uh well Ali, i'm gonna start with you now i think i have some bits of uh i i think there's a bit of recency bias and sometimes i think we tend to let me say uh forget what the role of a typical point guard should be if you look at most nba dynasty in terms of scoring the leader of that team most time is either a shooting guard or a small forward. Probably in the 70s and the 80s, it was probably built around the centers. The uh, Karim Abdul-Jabbar of this world and so so uh, Akim Olajuwon, uh, Patrick Ivin and what, what this guy that plays for? Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell. So, yeah. for later on, it moves to the uh, small forward and the two guard, which is the, the Michael Jordan and the Kobe Bryant of this world. Yeah. Now, most teams' point guard are where most teams, if, if you can hardly see a team, I think in the 80s and the 90s, the only team you can see the best player of that team was the point guard was Isaiah Thomas that played for the Detroit Pistons. Mm-hmm. But what most point guard does for their team is to create. They are just like, you know, people know about saying that we know in football in those days, the filmmaker, yeah. yeah. the dance, the Rico stars. Mm-hmm. They are not really there to score the goal for you. Or the idea to make the work of others very easy. Yeah. If I'm um, to really look at that from uh, now, if I look at Stephanie in this world, I know, like we always say sometimes, it's a team sport, and at times some guys are just fit for a certain system. I think my one of the reasons why I will not rate Bradley Stephanie as one of the top three guys is this. You can look at his assist numbers over the years. I don't think they are really that great, despite the fact mm-hmm. that Warriors move the ball. He's a, he's a, he's a uh, score first point guard. That is, the likes of the Kyrie Hyvin of this world, the first they want to do is to score, not able to assist. That is where, where it comes to, if not for the fact that achievement, championship, is lacking in James Idens, what do you call it? Uh, resume. When it comes to the point guard, as in, uh, Playmaking, James Eddie is probably a bit far ahead of Steph Most people might not agree with this. If you look at the Golden State Warriors very well, Draymond Green does most of the playmaking. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry just play more of, okay, by name the point guard, but he's more of a shooting guy. It's more like they have two shooting guards on the floor. 
most of the things they do in terms of moving the ball forward comes as a, what do you call it? Is mostly dictated by Jamal Yeah, he's the one that does most of the team meeting. All right. So, on, on that, from that point of view, I'll still probably put Magic Johnson ahead of him. I'll still probably still put Isaiah uh, Thomas. Uh, Isaiah uh, Thomas. My opinion. Uh, Isaiah Thomas. One of all these, these guys that play for uh, what do you call it? Uh, Jazz. John Stockton. John Stockton. Yes. Probably, probably still put step number four, but because he has okay. the championship, because he has the scoring title, like two times scoring title. But when it comes to being the true point guard, okay, being what the point guy is supposed to do, All I right. still don't think Pro- I will. Perfect. Like Thank you very much, Lali. Um, Kashi, what about you? I think, I think after this championship, Curry cracks into my top five. I totally agree with what Olaole has said, that Curry is not a quintessential point guard um, that dictates uh, the game, you know. And you could also argue that Steph is more of a system PG that would struggle to reenact that form or that PG role in another team that does, that does not... You know, move the ball as effectively and, and flu- flawlessly as the Golden as State Warriors. If I have to quickly rank them, there's no one that is beating Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas in my one and two list. Uh-huh. Because of the title, I'll probably push Tory to three, simply because of the title he won. And the next two people are people who did not manage to win the title. It's Steve Nash. Steve Nash. And maybe even the current uh, Dallas Maverick coach Jason Kidd, you know. So that 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 these are point guards that made their they clearly made their team better by their playmaking, and they were they were quintessential PGs, and they made the role uh, a desired role. Okay. Uh, step only step only becomes number three ahead of Jason Kidd and and. Uh, uh, John Stockton, I didn't even mention John Stockton simply because he won the championship. For championship. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but just before I go, Jay, I'm coming to you now. Just before I go, I just wanted to rebuff what both guys, uh, this uh, gentleman just said now. Um, you are forgetting something. Steph is not a player, he came to change the game. That's what you guys are doing. Did, did he change the position of the point guard? He changed, he changed. It changed the way a point guard plays. It no. changed the game. No. no. Okay. It I'm not, changed I'm... the way you shoot and get your your points. No. Exactly. But he did. He did not change right. the position it, it of changed, the point guard. It changed. The Isaiah game. Thomas should be credited with that. Or even changed, Island, it, Island it's it's Iverson. Game, is, Steph is a game changer and he changed the game. See from <laughs> see from see from that perspective, you know peace. Um, Shayi, I'm going to come to you now. Um. So our brother from Shagamu, uh, we don't even know where he's from Shagamu, he's from London. Either <laughs> one is going again through us uh, to to Alexander Usyk again. Usyk is motivated. Um, Joshua, from what I've seen over the last three, four fights, is not physically fit. It looks like someone that has been eating too much, too much food and cannot go the whole round. Usyk looks like someone that can fight 15, 20 rounds if possible. What are the chances that Joshua would be able to win this time? Because now he's not, he's not so much doubt. Um, okay, I, I think uh, personally for Antonio, Antony Joshua, it should be in a better shape than uh, uh, Alexander Yusik. I have my reasons for that. Um, he, he, he's the man is the man coming from a loss. He should be. He's the challenger. He should be the one with the aggression right now, not you seek. <laughs> oh, I lost, I lost, I lost, I lost you for one second there, and I, I just want you to talk about this one. So I just that will probably play a psychological part on on the part screen at the moment. So I expect and. I believe uh, the challenger should uh, Anthony Joshua should be in the first fight and 
and as uh, the moment compared to Usyk, that uh, his fellow countrymen are facing a war at the moment. I believe uh, the, the psychological part of it will still, still uh, be affecting him. You will still have families uh, joining the army, uh, probably 100%. families uh, part of the, you know, what is going on in Ukraine. Okay. But as for Joshua, I think uh, he's also going to dig deep and remember is a is a is a past battle in Saudi Arabia. That's the anti Ruiz uh, match too, where he was able to outbox Andy Ruiz. And I think uh, Joshua will actually decide the bout in probably the first five rounds. That would definitely tell us what will happen in the bout. Uh, we know that Joshua cannot go the length with Usyk. Usyk is a master of that. I believe. Uh, in the next, uh, in the first seven rounds, Joshua should win the fight. If he's unable to knock out Usyk, then we might see the same decision that, same happened, decision that happened in last the first uh, bout. Okay. All right. Perfect. Thank you very much for sharing, uh, sharing for that. And of course, um, the Canadian auto Batavia defeated Joe Smith and now in the light division and is looking to defeat the conqueror of Canelo in the next, in the next match. Shay. So Shay is done with me. So Eda Balanga, the guy reenacted the, the, the spirit of um marketizing to bite the shoulder, not the hair now, of Angulo in their match, although he actually did win the match. We'll go on a quick break right now. I will come back. We'll be talking about the transfer news across Europe, starting with Popova. Don't go anywhere, guys. No bad word on radio, but Olale has given me so much about Pogba. And of course, I can't even support the dude. Uh, my first saw the news, um, he said United did not offer offered him nothing. Only for me to further read the news and see that United actually offered him £300,000 per week. It was on £290,000 before now. But Pogba, in his mind and judgment is thinking faculty which i doubt is of high quality anyways as of now uh thinks is it deserves more than three hundred thousand pounds for the kind of oral show that he has been able to produce for united over the past couple of years um Olale, i apologize deeply sincerely i'm not going to say anything i know i'm one of the i'm one of the avid supporter of Pogba, but with this that i just saw now I don't understand how Pogba, in his same mind, would say £300,000 offer for what he produces for United is low and is nothing. Ola Ali. Yeah, I, I, I think for me, um, if probably, if he was very smart and if, if the people around him were a bit smarter, they shouldn't allow that documentary to come out because he has already settled for something less after that so that makes him even do very that makes it look very bad on his part if he has if he has actually signed let me say five hundred thousand pounds worth of deal with another club by now you could have been saying okay but for you to have settled for something far less than what you are even making united look like i'm not united have their own issue uh you can't you know nobody is uh, nobody's doubting that but Again, we've seen great players standing out in, a, in very poor teams in the past. Weiruni is a good example. At the turn of when United started this uh, their bad show, Weiruni in 2000 2004 played very well in that United team, despite the fact that he didn't do well. You could really pinpoint that, oh, yo, this guy, oh, this guy did his own job very well. So for me, my own problem with Pogba, I'm one of the, I'm one of the, my own problem with United signing in was this. I mean, I spoke, I think, on the final day of Euro 2016. They are uh, France versus um, Portugal. Portugal. And that was about the time they were, uh, they, uh, the rumor about him joining United. I didn't see much about Pogba in what you call it, in Juventus. Juventus. But what I was very certain that was that 
it was just part of the song. It was not really about, it was not really like, it was even the top guy, the top dog. The top guy then, the minty there was even Arturo the Bida in terms of the box-to-box job. So, he, he found himself in a very good team and minimum effort is fine. I remember telling you that there are, what I've seen of this guy doing this new championship. I don't think he's that kind of guy. See, for, for Real Madrid, we, you can criticize them for this, their galacticals, signing of a team. But there's something they normally do about their galactic. They sign a top-level talent. The Zidane, Vigo, guys that could change the game. Guys that could, on their own, decide the fate of the game. Guys that you could look like. I mean, if you look at them on the pitch, you, you feel like, oh, this guy is a cheat code. This guy playing against like two guys playing. I don't see Pogba as that kind of a player. But again, this is the world of packaging. If you can package yourself very well, you don't necessarily have to be the best. Of course, somebody will be there that will fall for your packaging and buy your market. I think that's just everything about Pogba. I think it's highly overrated. It's too inconsistent for the kind of, for, for, for the position he's probably putting himself right now. Kachi, Kachi, look, look at me. I can't, even, I can't even see. Anything. I just need to. Pogba disgraced me. I can't even. I just have to admit. <laughs> I can't even see anything. Uh, uh, do you agree totally with uh, with Wale as well about Paul Pogba? I can't, even, I can't support him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Paul. Oh good. Oh, oh goodness. I don't think any football fan, be it a Man United fan. Other or otherwise, will support uh, Pogba at this uh, at this time. I think uh, Olawale really did a proper postmortem of Pogba from Juventus oh to Manu. So, uh, sincerely, is the most inconsistent uh, star that Man United have seen in a long time, and I think it feels too big than what he is actually. He played in a very uh, fantastic uh, French team. That's why he was able to win the World Cup. So uh, that being said, I think he's just, I, I, I think on a good day, on, on a fantastic day, once in a while, you see the, what Pogba should have been. And if he produces that on a consistent level, you can now start talking about someone that can reach the level of the likes of uh, Paul Scholes, uh, talking about my United midfield, or getting close to the likes of uh, uh, Zidane, if he can be consistent. I've seen Pogba's magic, but if he does that week in, week out, we will, we will not be here discussing this, definitely. So All I right. think Olawale is just spot on on Pogba. He behaves like a spoiled kid, which I think he is. And uh, that is just a summary of, of Pogba to me. He's a spoiled kid. My, my word. Um, Gachi, spoiled kid, that's the last word. Do you agree as well? <laughs> it's always interesting when I hear this analysis from Payne, Manchester United guys. Um, Yes, I think I think Pogba is I think Pogba is a little bit spoiled, uh, but I think one one thing I've noticed is Paul Pogba thrives in an environment where he, he totally hundred percent enjoys the confidence of the coach and the adulation of the fans. Where either of them is missing, um, we tend to see certain issues. Uh, in Juventus, it was very mentally adored. Uh, he was a key part of Allegri's um, master plan. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, Alali said he wasn't the grifter or the grafter rather. That was Arturo Vidal. But he was playing like a trepatista, which is the Popello role, swinging passes from deep in the mid- defensive half of the midfield to other parts of the pitch. And it was a luxury the, the Juventus team needed then. The same thing I believe applied in France, where uh, Kante was happy to be the drafter, and Pogba was had the luxury of picking up the pieces when the attackers misplaced certain balls, and he enjoyed the adulation of Didier Deschamps, uh, the confidence of Deschamps, and the adulation of the French team. We noticed that was missing 
in, United. in, in United and that adversely affected his confidence. Um, and that is why instead of going to PSG that was willing to pay more, he offered to go back to a familiar environment where he maybe he did not remember that. Okay, I think he probably remember Allegri is back and the Juventus fans, fans have fond memories of him. So he, instead of him going to try something new, he went back to the familiar. Um, and of course, I don't want him to do well. The team I root for is typically. <laughs> but, but I don't think the conditions he left in, in Juventus are the conditions he's going to meet. To meet so yeah. this is going to be a, another test of his character, another test of his maturity. And it says a lot that uh, and we talked about this last week that for Madrid to consider getting a 22-year-old to a menu against a 29-year-old power that they could readily afford but they saw in him another potential Gareth Bale which is someone that needs full confidence to, to, to achieve results and they did not want to do that so I agree with what Talale and, and Shelly have said but I also think I should add that he needs a 100% Certainty environment potential to a good working environment. United United was too toxic an environment for such talent to 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 prevail. Um, of course. Uh, (laughs) anyways, when this news broke out a couple of weeks ago. I thought maybe it was just one of those rumors that was going to eventually swing away or go away in the long run, but it did not. Now we have money moving to Bayern Munich for 35 million pounds um, with the possibility of an additional 7.5 million to potentially make it 42.5 million pounds, all things being equal. But but my worry is, or my question is, Akashi, I'm going to start with you. Is why why allow money go? This guy, you pay him like hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand pounds every week. He has been over underpaid. Truth be told, given what he has done for the thing, he has been overpaid. If a poba is asking for five hundred thousand pounds every week, then someone like money should be getting six hundred fifty thousand or seven hundred thousand pounds for what he has done for the thing. Now I'm wondering why Liverpool thinks okay, it's time for him to go. He's thirty years old. And sometimes we request of players, they don't have um they don't have loyalty, they lack loyalty, they do this, they do that. And and you see, you see them treating their guy, one of their top guys, top guns like this. And the same, the same is being melted out to to, to Mosala. Um I remember when we exchanged uh, chats on, on, on social media, I told you that sometime in the future. We will get to find out the real reason why Madame uh, Sergio Mane is leaving or left Liverpool. I want to believe that the last concluded, just concluded, or the last Nations Cup final plays a tiny part in it. But I don't obviously don't have the full details. I think relationship deteriorated between him and Salah at some point. Yes, fences were were mended, but I think it couldn't get back to the pre. Afcon level. level, and I, I personally believe it plays a part. I heard his coach and the say say that he also thinks that Bayern Munich, with the kind of football they want to play at the World Cup, he believes that Bayern Munich and what Bayern Munich plays uh, is a system better. that suits uh, Sergio Mane. So I think Mane, being overly humble, it reminds me of Kante, has a lot of people in his ears. I think relationships soured between the key cogs in, in in Liverpool. And when I say key cogs, I'm looking at Mostala particularly. And Liverpool probably when asked to take sides, decided to pitch their put all their eggs in with, with Salah. Um, the, the, the Salah basket. I said when the David Darwin Nunes contract agreement was made that definitely Salah was leaving. But all these are all speculations. And let's not forget that English teams are notorious for not wanting to give non-English players over the age of 30, except they are exceptional, not willing to give them contracts beyond two years. 
And I think Bayern Munich offered a bit more stability uh, than Liverpool were willing to offer. Of course, I don't have all this information in front of me, but I haven't seen this happen in the past. It is very easy to draw inference from that or say, he will probably give in a two-year contract at 120. Maybe, I don't have the detail, but I'm very sure that the number of years Bayern offered was definitely more than what Liverpool offered. I wish him well. It's not a downgrade. As you can argue it is an upgrade. The only challenge is it is not an upgrade in terms of the competition he will face compared to the English At, at least you will, will win the league. That's, that's, that's for sure. Um... <laughs> Um, Shay, are you with us? Uh, so Shay, do you believe it's an upgrade for Mo Salah? As I said, Mo Salah said, your money, honestly, moving to Bayern Munich. Um, I, I think yes, I'm going to say yes. Uh, if you look at what uh, Mane has achieved already, uh, he has won the league, he's won the Champions League with Liverpool. In fact, he has completed everything in England. Liverpool. Um, on a good day, if he was going to leave uh, expect him to play for any team less than Bayern Munich, I think should be an upgrade. If you are not if you are leaving this present uh, Liverpool team and you're not staying in the league with Man City and you're not moving to Real Madrid, Barcelona. I think the next giant club in Europe is Bayern Munich. Okay. Uh, like you said, he's uh, assured of the league. We know that he's going to win the <laughs> league, he's going to win the cup. And probably it could be the missing link for them to win their next Champions League. Uh, also, more money, more years. More money, more, more, uh, money, more problems. What do you expect? All right, perfect. Uh, uh, Will Lewandowski uh, gone and um, said you have been gone as well? I don't know. Talk about money's. Uh, it, it's going to. It gonna might be, be the missing link. Okay, she is saying it's going to be missing link. It's, it could be the missing link. She is creating his death out. And from all the wonderful uh, oracle work that she has done in the past, I would I wouldn't throw that in the trash basket. Anyways, Olaale, I'm going to come to you now. Uh, Bissama is has moved for 25 million pounds to to uh, Tottenham Hotspur. You look at this guy, this guy is a complete enforcer of the ball. Uh, his passes are, are good, he could play the Abbey shots, and everybody thought this could be a missing league that United want needed. And yet, he had just one year left on his contract. 25 million pounds is not so bad. United missed on Dennis um, Zachary. Um, last season, and 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 you'll have thought United will go for someone like this while they are hunting for Frankie De Jong, and allow Bruno Fernandez, uh, Bruno Fernandez do his his job seamlessly. He does not have to think about defending. He can lose the ball so many because he's a loser of the ball. He can lose the ball as much as he wants. You know he has a Busama behind him, and when the chips are down, even even Frank will help in the middle. And you're wondering what's happening. You have a new sporting director, and still things are not changing. This guy will have queue to go to United Nations of Sports. Sports does not even have a trophy eight for crying out loud. And he's not sure that they'll win another one in the next 10 years. Mm. Yeah, well, um, this for me, I think um United transfer plan for now is a bit shaky. Um there's a new manager in town. And I, uh, I don't probably know is what you call his, his plans. I don't probably know the kind of players he probably desire to probably have in his team. But in terms of what you just said, in terms of probably one of the things that is very obvious that United were lacking last season was probably a typical enforcer, somebody who can probably do all the dead sea jobs, win the ball back easily, and. And as he makes at least, five, and five year passes, exactly. And uh, which Bizuma probably takes all that. And what makes it now a, a bit more interesting is because of the price tag. I think he's going for 
something around 25 million, which is something that is very rare for you to see in today's transfer market. And considering the fact that there were there are a lot of rumors, and for me, it's not even about rumors. I don't think United have that big money to spend. It's my personal opinion. I I have my reason why. I don't think they have a lot of big money to spend. Um, what some people are saying, the reason why they've not really spent much of bulk of that money is that the manager himself is insisting on having the Frankie the Young. And Frankie the Young, from the look of things, might be commanding around seventy to eighty million pounds. So if you have one, if you have a budget of one fifty million, and you've already spent eighty on another and one guy, that means you probably spent half of your budget. So, so, so they don't probably. From what from that information is that they are not really they're a bit uh, constrained in negotiating other deals until they are very sure of their position about this Frankie the Young and it's taking too long and this is typical United. On your on, from what you said, well, it's somebody that they should have considered. But like I said, there is a new manager in town. I don't know his plan. I don't know the kind of player I desire. But from what we all, every average football fans can see from that United fan, uh, team, Bizuma will have added more to that team now. At least he could have probably solved a major chunk of that their problem in that midfield. And with that price tag now, it's actually a no-brainer. But of course, let's see what they do. Let's give them a chance. The chance the chance they've been given and um I hope I hope the guy they will be signing will not be declared for 120 million pounds. Um Kachi, I'm gonna come to you now because um Stelly could potentially move to Chelsea if if they can offload Roman Lukaku back to Inter Milan. Robert Inter Milan are their own parts. If they get Lukaku, wants to offload Alexis, Alexis Sanchez and Edinjeko to accommodate Lukaku and Paulo Dybala. So it's like it's like a trilogy of or a web of transfers. It's just is clearly what Chelsea needs right now. Osman Dembele too wants guarantee before he could move to Chelsea. He asked um, Thomas Tuchel over the week that I want guarantee that I'm going to play. I'm going to be a focal team, focal point in the team. Before I sign on the third line, because of course he's not worried about Barcelona anymore. Barcelona cannot even afford him potentially, potentially, because with Barca, you don't know. Tomorrow they might sign a 70 million pound player again. I said they got the moon, they got the money from, from, from the moon. You never could tell with them. But, anyways, with this web of transfer, Sterling to Chelsea, uh, Lukaku back to Inter Milan. Um, Inter sending away Alex Sanchez and um, Angelco and getting Paulo Dybala. What do you think about this way of transfer? I think it's interesting, um, but we don't live in the perfect world, so I don't think every single team's desire will be met. Um, I think ultimately the team that would win this uh, whole web uh, and will come as many like roses would probably be Inter Milan. Uh, and I say that for for tactical reasons. I think it to be very difficult for someone who has just unlearned what he, he was used to under an under, underwhelming Liverpool team, come to Pep, Pep broken down and molded him in his own image to come to a Thomas Tuchel team that is much more direct and you may not be, like you said, a focal uh, part of that team. Uh, ultimately, I think it may end up being the Lewandowski, Usman Dembele that, uh, that moved to Chelsea and Sterling will move the other way to Barcelona. Remember that Barcelona is currently, uh, the Camp Nou is available for you. Any listeners who has plans to make their, to have their <laughs> weddings and they are looking for a potential, a dream wedding venue, I'm advertising for Barcelona now. So for Olaoli, Debo, don't be surprised when we tell you that 13,000 weddings were held and the money to, to sign Sterling is available. <laughs> but, that, but that just me uh, saying it uh, on the lighter note. But to be, to be more serious, I think this has, there's some truth to the rumors, but I don't think all the rumors would work out, um, especially with Sterling moving to the, the darker blue side of, of, of England. Uh, I think chances are that Dembele, like I said, makes the move to the other awesome. side, especially since 
PSG seem to have dropped interest in signing Dembele. Um, and Thomas Tuchel, Dembele played his best ball that made Barcelona become interested under Thomas Tuchel. So, uh, and and I think it's actually what Chelsea need right now. A, a direct um, winger that can take on opponents one-on-one. They have hard-working wingers, but they don't have skilled wingers. They thought they would get that in the Christian Pulisic, who I know doesn't play from the wing, but can be drifted to either side of the, of the wing. But that is not what they've received. So Dembele would be an upgrade in that regard. Sterling, I think, moving to Chelsea from City is a downgrade. But expect, <laughs> Inter, to, expect Inter to get all their wishes. I think Dybala would, Dybala would know will come. I think Lukaku will go to Chelsea uh, to Inter. Back to Inter Milan. Uh, uh, but I don't know. I don't know what will become of Sheko and um, Alexis Sanspet to go back to playing the piano like they did in Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> all right, perfect. Uh, uh, Alali, I'm going to come to you now. Uh, Rafinha moving to Barcelona. Personal, personal time has been agreed already, but Leeds United wants fifty-five million pounds. If Leeds had been relegated, that fee would have been in the twenty-five million pound region. But with the five million pounds, and we know Barcelona doesn't have money, it's evident. Unless Pep Guardiola gives them another uh, another player almost free, and they have to pay for ten years, like they did with Fran Torres, it's it's it's, it's a luxury. To, to, to sign Rafia for 55 million pounds to Barcelona. Do you think this move is worth it? I think the question should not be whether it's worth it or not because I've been a bit surprised with one day you about the way things are, there's a lot of dark, I don't know, there's a lot of things that are not really clear in the way things are being run at Barcelona. One day, they need to offload some players to balance their books, the other, another day, they, they are being bullish about getting some players. And like, you just want to imagine, they see the rumor of Lewandowski. And that's why I'm a bit surprised about the Lewandowski signing, where he's more, is clearly, op- uh, as in openly, telling the whole world that he wants to move to Barcelona. It seems that you are not even sure they could afford the money, they could get the money to sign you, but not to even to pay your salary. Now, looking at the Rafinha's case, it, it, I uh, I've been at uh, agrees personal times the player doesn't it is nothing if you don't agree the fee with the club. Rafia would be a good addition to them. Um I didn't really know uh, that especially if Dembele leaves, because I think Dembele towards the end of last season plays more on the right for them. Mm-hmm. The, uh, uh, I think I, I think Fernando Torres most time will play from the left. Yeah. And yeah, so in terms of signing, of course, he's an exciting guy, very skillful guy. He's going to, I, I think the Spanish game will even suit him the better. He will going to have more time on the ball, space to do his things. From the footballing point of view, it's a very good signing. But for me, it's just the economics, the kind of players he will need to offload to balance the book, to get his own that I'm not really sure of. And... and I just don't know where all these stories are coming from. It's just for me. From the footballist side, you can say, fine, it makes sense, considering the ability might likely go. But just looking at Barcelona's Where, where will they get the money from, exactly? That's the problem. So that, where will they get the money from? And even if they can get the money, is it worth it to send Rafia for £55 million and end up not being able to sign another player again? What's, what's the force about it? Are we saying there are no talent from Ramasia? For me, I, for me, I even think, for me, they were, if you ask me, you might, I even think the Rafia signing makes more sense than Lewandowski signing. It's my personal opinion because yeah, course, if you yeah, have Abu Mayang, Abu Mayang, do you want to pair them together? How do you fit in Abu Mayang? Do you want to shoot Abu Mayang to the left? Is it going to be more effective than Fernand Torres or what? Do you understand? Yeah. I think signing Lewandowski without really having what you want to do with Abumayang is you creating more problems for yourself as a manager. All you need is a very good backup for Abumayang, not somebody, not a player that you have to think you want to rather force yourself to find the information that suits the two of them. So for me, I think Rafinha, yeah, I think Rafinha signing makes better sense. If they can get the money, of course, 
that even Lewandowski signing. All right, perfect. Thank you very much for that. And um, Fabio uh, Vieira has moved to Arsenal for a fee of about 13 million pounds, uh, potentially moving upwards, um, depending on appearances and number of trophies as Arsenal could win. This is a guy that is pretty unknown in the grand scheme of things, uh, moving for Porto. He's a, young, he's a young lad as well, plays on the left side of a front three, could play in the central, uh, central midfield as well. Or play on the right side of, of of the front three as well. So exactly time for us now. Shay, does this potentially spell the end for Nicolas Pepe? He already changed his agent, so that means with this new signing, Pepe is definitely going. Is it safe to say that? I think that's an option for him, but at the same time, uh, we also need to remember that uh, there is no more. Uh, Alexander Lacazette, and I think this is the time for Martinelli to move uh, to a striker role proper. Uh, so there might still be room for Pepe. For the but Pepe. the question, but but the question is, is Pepe ready to continue to sit on the bench? So that's the question for him and his agent. If he wants, uh, you know, constant football, which I think every footballer wants, he needs to look out there, uh, even if it's a step lower to us now he needs to keep playing football and uh wish him well all right perfect thank you very much for that and of course uh Vitinia and i greet personal terms with psg as well potentially uh, potentially a 35 million pound move from Porto to psg all right you want to say you want to ask something before we go on Yeah, I think before you leave the Arsenal story, I I think this should be their third signing of the season. If I'm if I'm right, they signed a young Brazilian, Marquinhos. Uh, Marquinhos, yeah, they signed um, Turner from MLS as well, a goalkeeper, and this is um, yeah. Vieira. Let me look at uh, le- looking at Fabio Vieira and the Marquinhos signings. They are relatively unknown signings, and these are guys that I don't think Arsenal have nothing to lose, even if they don't perform. These are the uh, uh, w- w- uh, one thing I like about the way Arsenal has conducted their business so far is, I think they actually they, they understand where they are, they understand their position in the market, they understand that there, can, there are some kind of players that they can sign. What they are focusing on are guys with a, with a very high upside, high upside people that if, now if this Vieira turns up to be what do you call it a eat or the Marquinho. Yeah. I know. I mean, it's everybody okay. be like, "Wow, from where did they get this guy from?" These are the kind of signing that change the fate of a club. Like when you get players probably out of nothing, but if they don't even turn up well, it's not a big deal because it's not like they've spent all their fortune on them. On them so exactly. I, I, I think I understand them. It is better they are doing their business very early. The coach can have the preseason to get there and considering that this season the off season is going to be very, very short because yeah. of the World Cup break that is going to happen in this thing in, Decem- in December mm-hmm. so to us now they are, they are not wasting their time waste, uh, on players that they are, very, they are sure of not getting rather they are focusing on the kind of players that fit in their profile who can probably surprise the world yeah perfect thank you very much for that <laughs> I'm going to say uh, 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 Okay. Uh, 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 I, I actually want to ask a lower question. Uh, what would you call this? Is it a lack of ambition or building for tomorrow? No, it's not, I, I don't think it's a lack of a, a, a ambition. Sometimes you could have ambition, but you might not really have that resources. There are different ways of building a team. So this could be their own way. They can't compete with Man City in the transfer market. They can't even compete with Liverpool. Number one, in terms of the, uh, being attractive for now, there are some kind of players that Arsenal might likely want, even if they have the money to sign them. But those players, they want, as in the question is, are they willing to go to Arsenal? So, and that's the, I think that's the challenge with Manchester United now. They are not realizing the fact that they are not that attractive now. So you need to understand where you are, and you have to focus on some kind of players who will be willing to join you. They might not be big star, but they can turn up to big star. This is how Liverpool was built. Sadio Mane wasn't really that the biggest player when they signed him. Even Mo Salah. So, most of their signings have been guys with very high upside. And they turned out to be big stars when they got to Liverpool, not at the point of joining. 
So I think that is what Astra is focusing on because it is better for them than chasing the player they know they will not get. Yeah. For me, yeah, and perfect. wasting all their time in the transfer window. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, good, good one, Olali. Olali, I'm gonna stay with you now. Eddie Kete has signed uh, a new contract with us now for hundred thousand pounds every week, and um, here we go again with the Arsenal fans. Really clear, Eddie, Eddie Kete had a wide deal on his contract now. And now he has a new jersey number. He's going to be doing the number 14 jersey. And every Arsenal, almost every Arsenal fan, every foolish Arsenal fan in the world are saying he does not deserve to don the number 14 jersey. Now, money, what's so, what's so special? What's so spectacular about number 14 jersey that you can't allow an hail graduate to take on? They gave, for kind of they gave Emmys Vitro number 10 jersey. They gave um, Marcinelli, number 11, Jesse. So why not educate you for number 14? Saka don't number 7. So why not? Table, forget the fans. That's how they behave. They select players they probably want to fall in love with and whatsoever. Let's focus on the signing itself. Good one for Arsenal, good one for the boy. I'm sure with Lacazette departing, he must have got some bit of assurance that he's going to get more game time. Every one of us was actually surprised that with what we saw of him towards the end of the season, we're surprised that he was kept on the bench for a longer spell, for, as in, for a larger spell of la, uh, yeah. beginning of last season. So, now, if they can get Gabriel Jesus, it's a bonus. If they can't get him, I think, with uh, Eddie Nketiah, uh, like, like she mentioned earlier, Martinelli, Martinelli, because with the way Martinelli plays, I see him more of a center forward eventually because of his eye for goal. So I think they have a bit of option. And with the Vieira guy coming in, that could probably give them option to in the middle where Martinelli and Nketia either find a way of rotating or whoever can get the ground running then probably gets the number nine jersey. For me, it's a win-win for Hasna. For, for, because it looks like the guy was actually going for free yeah. towards the end of the season. So for them to be able to get him under contract now, I think it's a, because for, for if, if you don't get some other contract, signing Gabriel is just become a do or die for them. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So that, but, 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 but the report we have right now is that Gabriel Zeus should be over the line within the course of this week. So they should have Gabriel Zeus as well in the course of the in the course of the week as well. And they're, they're looking at Martinez Sandro from Ajax as well. Yeah, um, Sorry. I said that is everything he wants to have as a coach. As where a you coach. have quality, and, and that is where we can now see what uh what do you call it? Uh Ateta as a coach is imprint, what he could do. By the time you have talent, you have options, then you can easily manipulate at your team. And I think uh, with what we saw of Eleni towards the end of last season, I think I'm expecting to see more of him, much, much, much involved. I think Ateta should embrace going in-depth into his squad. He, he needs to utilize his squad far better. Until when some other, when some guys were injured, nobody knew uh, uh, Mohamed Eleni could even provide some kind of support quality he, uh, he, he, as in, he, he gave to us now. So, I think uh, Ateta will need to, to do more in terms of utilizing his squad better. Alright, perfect. Thank you very much for that. Um, Shay, just before we go, uh, Joe Gomez of Liverpool is complaining. He has not been playing over the course uh, past couple of seasons with um, Ibrahim Konate coming in, um, Joe Matip keeping himself fit, and of course, BVD being the boss that he is. What do you think Joe, Joe should be doing right now? Looking for another, shopping for another, um, another uh, team or should extend his contract with Liverpool and sit on the bench? Uh, if you ask me, yeah. <laughs> uh, if he's complaining, definitely it means he wants constant football. He wants to be playing week in, week out. I don't see that happening with this uh, set of players in uh, Liverpool. in Liverpool at the moment. Uh, he enjoys also playing from the right. We know that TAA is, has already, you know, inherited sure, that particular sure. position. Yeah, and they just, just said someone that would 
provide competition for TA in Cardiff. For, you know for, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the central uh, and even the central uh, defense uh, option is also filled. because uh, <laughs> so I, I really don't think uh, Joe Gomez can break into any of these positions. The only thing that can happen that will keep Joe Gomez in Liverpool is uh, maybe uh, 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 an injury to TAA or an injury to two or three central defenders. That's, uh, I think that's the only scenario that can happen that will keep Joe Gomez in Liverpool this summer. Otherwise, uh, I think he should be uh, in the market right now, shopping for another team. Shopping for team, maybe, maybe in Everton. All right, perfect. Thank you very much for that, um, Shay. Olali, uh, we have one more minute left, but I'm just going to ask you, uh, Kosella of uh, Brighton, I know, could be moving to Manchester City. Um, talks are ongoing right now. And Laporte might be moving out of City as well. Is this going to be a good one? Swapping uh, Corella for Laporte in the middle of the park or using him as, as a cover on the left side of a back four? I, I think Corella, signing Corella is more of a left back and that probably is an indictment on the level of confidence of Pep Guardiola or Zelechenko. Zelechenko uh, should be moving to Everton anyways. Go ahead, please. Uh-huh. So I, 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 because I felt he should have gotten a bit of more game time than he, uh, than he, uh, he got last season. Uh, uh, yeah, the Mendy was out for for the whole season. When Walker, when Walker was available, uh, can, 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 Cancelo played up, more on the left, despite the fact that Zelichenko was fit. And in fact, it was very surprising that Zelichenko was hardly rotated throughout last season. The game he missed. So it was an indictment. You said it was an indictment on the part of um, Zinichenko. Yes, yes. So I think uh, that uh, I think uh, Kukurea will be more slotting in directly into the left back. Uh, but, for, but, I, but I think I'm a bit surprised about the uh, Laporte. What do you call it? Rumor because um, last season, towards the end of last season, I would not say that was probably what caused them the Champions League. I will say that, but. You could see that they struggled towards the end of the season in terms of keeping clean sheets in most of yeah, their games. And that, was, that was due to the injuries to their center backs, Ruben Diaz and John Stones. So, selling, what do you call it now? Um, Laporte, who is a regular for you? And I, I, I don't understand the reason why Laporte might want to leave. If there's anybody that should even be concerned with playing time, it should be John Stones. Because Evidently, it is Laporte and what do you call it? And Ruben Diaz are the first thing. And if you sell Laporte now, that leaves you with two senior centre back. Unless there's a, there's a young guy. Three. They see have Natalaki. You forgot Natalaki. Oh, Natalaki is so sorry, my, my bad. But again, I don't. What's the level of confidence in uh, Natalaki? But what well, I think the Natalaki probably changes. But what was on, on my uh, in my head? I was just thinking like. That leaves them with John Stones and probably with Natalaki, but still yet I still don't understand and the motivation behind Laporte. Because if you are living, if you are living in Man City now, where are you going? Barcelona, Bayern, or which club? Because I with your with your level of playing time, I I just want to consider it as a rumor that will probably die down. I I I, 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 I hope so as well. I don't because I, because I can't phantom my head around around that that rumor of him living. I'm wondering why is he living. Anyways, uh, that's a wrap and that's the show, guys. Thank you very much for staying tuned. Thank you very much for staying with us. So we'll see you again next week. My name has not changed. I'm sorry, Jadeboard, and I'm begging you, follow our YouTube channel, stream us, and make us some money. Have a good one, guys.